0: if I don't succeed then I'm not worthy of love and then therefore my parents won't protect me and that's the innate fear that we all have that we're not good enough and that we're not gonna be loved and it's really the way that then dictates the way you show up in your life
1: Welcome to the greatest health podcast on planet Earth, as voted by my mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm your host today. My name is Femi. I'm the co-host, Nick. And we've got a very, very interesting guest today. Someone that... Um, He's our mentor, personal friend, and someone that's done a lot of amazing things. He's grown a business to over $20 million before. He's a CEO, he's a podcaster, he's a speaker, he's an author, he's a lot of things. And at the end of the day, he's just well, all around magic.
0: Mr. Ryan Magic <laughs> Magges, what is going on today, man? So good to be here with you guys. Honestly. thank you for that. Um, and I haven't built a $20 million business, i built a $10 million business, but that's- oh, that's just you the- just
1: eight figure ceo eight figure business builder is still huge regardless of yeah. you know what it is that man says, yeah. awesome and, I, and this just to mention this gentleman is this is all by what the age of what 23 24 when you
0: built that uh 25 25, 25. <sighs> so let's deflate those we'll go back bring it back 21 <laughs> yeah, no, but when I, I just just 7, was born yeah,
2: sixteen million dollar business. This is the richest man alive.
0: <laughs> um, That's so cool to be here today, having seen your journey right from the beginning, building your first like impact driven business and now then going on, on the amazing race and then seeing you really connect to uh a bigger mission to yeah. make a difference, like doing what you really think is going to make the biggest difference to people's lives, which is the mental health space. 100%. awesome to to see that. I oh, appreciate, thank that, you, man. man.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah. No worries. Um, so, how we always kick off every podcast, you know, we like to spice things up a little bit. You know, we don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty straight away. So, we have a very exciting thing for you to do today, Ryan. Very exciting.
1: Well, it's exciting for us.
0: Yeah, no, it might not be exciting <laughs>
2: for you. Um, it's what we call like, that. I haven't really come with a perfect name for it, but for the time being, we're going to go with ice break it's an Icebreaker. It's just
1: Icebreaker. Yeah. The whole purpose of this is to, you know, like we said, not be too serious, yeah. start off really easy and start to see, you know, how switched on are you, Mr. Ryan Magic? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, what,
1: that's what we're going to do, right? So the whole, what we're going to do today, your game today. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, I go. Your game, your game today is very simple and very easy, actually. So... We're going to give you a series of questions on topics that you should know. Um, Bring it on. You should know. And for every question you get wrong, you take a sip of that lovely green beverage. Smelt it. It's disgusting. I didn't make it. so I I actually thought it smelled delightful.
0: Okay, you're not going to get that one (laughs) in.
1: So what's actually in it is you have Maxim. Shout out to Maxim. Feel free to sponsor us. At any time, (laughs) Um, you more than welcome. We have, we also have some- some Free range eggs. Some free range eggs. Yeah. Uh, we have some. So I'm going to get
0: jacked.
1: Yep. We have some juice. It's beautiful. We have some raspberry jam in there. Yum. Have some tomato sauce. Yum. Have some mayonnaise in there. So <laughs> we have a variety of things. I'm not sure why I ended up being green, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I thought you made me a green smoothie. Yeah, yeah, honestly, all the vegans like watching cool. this are like, oh, I, I want to, to be like. on this podcast. <laughs> I want to drink some vegan juice.
2: So. I hope it tastes bad. I hope it hope ta- a bit too excited. It
0: actually smells pretty
1: good Yeah, I know It and I was a bit upset Like, <laughs> <I was> like...
0: <laughs> Alright, bring it on
1: uh, Boom So It's going to be on questions That you really should know It's going to be about We know that Mr. Ryan Magic Loves galleries And he loves uh, Going on exhibitions oh, look
2: at him. He doesn't know he doesn't know that. <laughs>
1: You was shocked <laughs> Ryan we know a lot of things about you you don't think we know so it's going to be about galleries it's going to be about golf because Mr. Ryan Magic is a you know professional golfer back in his day I, I
0: played comp golf. yeah you Somebody did know. see I know that
1: and he's also an avid meditation he's an avid meditation teacher actually so it's going to be about some really you know meditation-y things all right Nick do you want to ask the first three? First, thing, let's do How it. How many questions we talk? <laughs> it's just going to be about five. Max of five sips. Yeah, cool. Let's start one. Oh, that's, these are simple. All right.
2: What is the name of Jay Shetty's podcast?
0: It is On Purpose.
1: Easy. It's doing... Nah, it's meant to be. They're meant to be. <laughs> the, the first one's meant to be easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. <laughs> he wants it. Give it to him. All right. What is the name of the 2011 PGA Tour Champion?
0: Oh. If you get this right, 2011 PGA Tour Champion.
1: Oh. Let's, just, let's just make sure we got it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a timer. Can I phone a friend? No, you can't.
0: Can I get a hint? No. Rory 30 McElroy? Seconds. 2011. Rory McElroy?
1: That is 110% incorrect, Mr. Oh. Man. <laughs> Who
0: was
1: it? It was Keegan Bradley. I don't even know who that no. is. No one knows who that is.
0: <laughs> I if it, if <laughs> got that stat wrong.
1: Honestly, if it's not like, if it's really not Tiger Woods, no one really knows who it is, really. Feel free to correct us.
0: Yeah. Have a good Are sip. Are you sure this is what you said? Was yeah, is it, it taste good? It t- tastes t- like pineapple
1: juice. I'm absolutely burning. You, you should have a sip. No, I'm good.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> absolutely good. All right,
1: go uh, uh, next question. What is the next major exi- exhibition that's coming to the NGV? For my non-Melbourne people, that's the National Gallery of Victoria, I believe, is the
0: full... I actually don't know much about art at all, I just like looking at it. Um, the Mona Lisa is coming down. So, so incorrect. Yes, so actually, so incorrect. if you had any knowledge of art, you would have known that they're actually see, they're actually bringing the Mona Lisa in well, for the next exhibition.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mr. Ryan Magic, for hijacking the show. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's actually, um, is it actually coming? No. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Wow, so you said that
2: so. Honestly, I was like, is it? I
1: think think that earned you guys a sip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Biden for Biden's. Fem is the one that questioned (laughs) it. I was just like, I don't know what this guy's talking about.
1: It (laughs) does not taste fresh. You didn't even taste it yet.
0: Sip. I haven't sipped. No, I have actually I tastes. I think
1: meat. it's because I know what I put in it. That's why it's like, because it doesn't taste that bad. It
0: doesn't.
2: No, taste. it
1: does not taste bad at all. Uh, yeah. But it it tastes like. Steak. It tastes like. This product. was the
2: worst drink I ever. ever. A
0: <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it. I smelled it when I saw <laughs> that drink, I'm like, I knew, because I told these guys to put the games in. The Honestly. I'm like what's in that? Honestly, well, we should make our own
1: juice brand because we just accidentally just made a banger. No,
0: that's it. Accident. <laughs> accidentally made a banger. You should take this podcast off immediately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Last question, just because we're running out of time. Um, all righty. I'm ready. So, this. in... Can you name us three meditation tactics? what is to say the
0: last one tactics or meditation um techniques techniques I thought you said tactics yeah techno tactics uh yeah um one giant mind being technique Vedic meditation transcendental being technique do you know what yeah yeah
1: Yeah. that was um according to the google.com that is 100 percent correct mr. Ryan magic but (laughs) in the sake of the podcast Please have another sip of our beautiful juice. <laughs> it's good. It's
0: good. It Enjoy, good? It. Enjoy, Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's actually a good then. egg.
1: It's got a full egg, egg in it. It's got a raw egg in it. <laughs> it's and legit, some tomato it's sauce. Absolutely. <laughs> so you guys taste it. You, I
0: it, taste it at it, like like
1: it. man. It's not bad. I
0: actually, actually got <laughs> this in the morning. Oh, no, it's, actually, it's, it's my new morning routine.
1: That's actually good for you as well. No, i wake up to this every morning. <laughs> Get some egg yolk. Nick and Femi's mind juice. Every Every morning.
0: Uh let's get boom. straight into it. It's legit, so that's funny. All right, uh cool.
1: boom. So obviously today we've got a, a very, very influential man and someone that's done a lot of things in um in business but also in, in a lot of other areas as well, right? And I feel like people might only know you for being the business guy or being the guy that, uh, you know, if you've ever been on Facebook from the times of 2017 to 2016, <laughs> 2018, yeah. you definitely would have seen this man yelling at you on your, on your, uh, the, on your Facebook screen. So <laughs> can you tell us about that? Like how did you get into business and, and like why business?
0: Yeah, man. Um, well, <clears throat> when I was younger, I had a dad that was like very strict on me. And uh, I used to play a lot of sport and um, golf, as you mentioned before. And I was always looking to kind of like prove myself to my dad. So sport was my way to do that initially. Um, And then when I got into the end of high school and I'm looking at all the subjects that you can do going into uni, um, none of it really felt like it was going to be enough of a stretch. And because we spoke about this on the weekend at the workshop that you guys are at, Um, But from when we're younger, very much how we're parented determines who we become as adults. And so because my dad had that strict way of uh, teaching me how to grow up in the world, like very critical, I always wanted to try to prove myself to him. So I found myself like always just like working really hard in sport, working really hard at school. And it was like, what's next? so I reckon that's why I got into business. And I'm really glad that I did, but I think it actually came from a place of like pressure and insecurity initially to prove myself to my dad at uh, at the end of the day, which I would not have liked the idea of because I didn't like my dad. We had quite a, he was quite abusive, drug dealer. um, And yeah, that's that's, that's not what I would have liked to conceptually say, but it's legit, I think.
1: Yeah. So how did you deal with that then? Because that sounds rough, man. Like if you've got all of that, just a side note, just to take off on a a bit of a tangent with what you just said.
0: How did you actually deal with it? Yeah. So growing up, like the way that I, whenever I was feeling pressure, like I actually, my coping mechanism was work. So like when I was like eight, it was pretty insane. Like when I was like eight years old, I would like literally get up in the morning, do push ups, sit ups, take myself for a 5k run, practice sport before school, after school. So, you know, my whole upbringing, that was my coping mechanism. And I think that, uh, society like really looks up to achievement. Even though a lot of it's fueled from insecurity, and then you have other people whose coping mechanism, mechanisms are more uh, destructive and then are completely walked down at in society. You know, Even people that go and get a normal job or just, just like work in corporate or whatever, a lot of the time they're doing that to appease their parents by not you know, going too much outside the status quo and keeping their parents feeling safe and they're safe and it's all normal. That in itself is still a coping mechanism. Yeah. So I feel like I was lucky in the sense that uh, the coping mechanism mechanisms I used growing up actually were always looked looked kindly on. Mm. Uh, and so it was obsessive. And I felt like I was almost in fight or flight all the time, trying to prove myself. And I didn't really feel grounded in who I was. I was always needing to be someone who was doing bigger or more, being more successful. Or if I wasn't first, I didn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so sport, again... I think in my upbringing or studying actually, when I got to the end of my high school, uh, the end of high school, I was just like studying heaps. It was always working hard was like my way of dealing with it, which was kind of like pushing it down. Um, yeah, man. Pushing what down? Pushing down like, I guess the trauma, like you mentioned, like how'd you grow up with a drug abusive dad? Like it was actually quite traumatic. Like there was a lot of abuse and fighting and yelling and it was pretty insane kind of situation with for my, myself and my sister because uh, when I was 13, my mum left and it was just Ali, my sister and I living with my dad who was kind of suicidal and abusive and angry and hated himself and he, he loved us but because he, he was also dealing with mental health issues like yeah. he was suicidal and he had like really severe anxiety and depression, he would project that onto us mm. and so, yeah, I would escape and just work hard, work hard, work hard and think that that would... I guess that was what was pushing down Was pushing down like the emotion or the trauma from the situation just by like escaping, working hard, escaping, working hard. And do you feel like you've addressed that? Do you feel like you kind of like, well, yeah, I think this is like a really good point for what I know what you guys want to do with uncovered Mm -hmm. is is normalize working, Mm -hmm. working on yourself with your mindset and your psychology not just like physical symptoms, like if someone breaks their arm, Yeah. Mm-hmm. when it comes to mindset, if someone's got like a trauma, it's like you, you're, a, you're a psycho or there's a big problem with you if you go yeah. and seek help for your, your mindset. But since I was like 17, I've been working on my mindset. I've spent over $500,000 on personal development and counseling. And I've gone through so many seminars and workshops and had so many mentors that have, have supported me through growing past all of that stuff. So... Yeah, I, I really feel like I've addressed a lot of the deep wounds that kept me like feeling ashamed, mm-hmm. but I still notice myself getting caught up in that, that script. So when we're zero to seven, based on how we're parented, we create this thing called a survival script. So you imagine a child whose sole safety is based on their parents. Like if we're in the wild and your parents weren't there to protect you, you'd die. Definitely. Yeah. So what we do as kids is based on the positive, negative or no strokes, meaning like, like affirmations that we're given, or if we're told off, how we're shaped by our parents, you know, we form this thing called a survival script and based on this essentially, just imagine like literally a script where the kid is just writing like in their mind, you know, okay, I was loud, I got yelled at, <clears throat> don't express myself too much, you oh, know, hmm. or, you know, you, you failed a test, you know, go, you got to get a better score. Like you need A plus only, hmm. you know, I. Crack if I don't succeed then I'm not worthy of love and then therefore my parents won't protect me and that's the innate fear that we all have that we're not good enough and that we're not going to be loved and it's really the way that then dictates the way you show up in your life is that script that script then teaches us how to behave in the world and so for me like my script was an achiever script if I'm not achieving based on how my dad was very very harsh on me from zero to seven then like metaphorically that inner child, that like zero to seven year old version of myself, based on what he was told by my mom and my dad, um, it's like that zero to seven year old kid is like driving the car of my life. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's determining my decision making. Like if I have got to choose, do I go into business or do I get a job? The script is saying, if you don't go bigger and harder and achieve more, mm. then you're not worthy of love and I'm not going to protect you. So I, I feel nervous and my decision making goes to the harder thing the better thing, the bigger thing, etc. And if I don't, innately inside, I feel like I'm not going to be worthy of love. And Mm -hmm. that's your survival script. So that's a huge thing that I've worked through a lot, but I still notice plays out in my decision-making day-to-day. Yeah, that's a survival script. And do you feel like
2: if you were a bit more vocal and during your upbringing and you express that to like your father, do you feel like things would have been different for your life? Like, do you think you'd be this guy that's built over eight figures in your business
0: and done all these great things? Uh, no, I, so just to be clear, this, this trauma that happens when you're zero to seven, yeah. it's not something that we should like this message that I'm, that we're talking about now. I don't think the change can happen from the kids level yeah. zero to seven. Yeah. I feel like if you're listening to this and you're like, hang on a second, my mum, when I was younger, you know, was, would always tell me off if I was like singing in the house and now I'm, I'm, I'm not creative at all. I'm very logical. And you're like, how do I undo that? How do I become more free with my life? You can go back and do some work on it, some um, psychotherapy or psychology or seek a mentor. I'd do some mindset, do some research online and figure out how to kind of start moving through that. The kid's not going to be able to change it. But if you're listening to this and you understand the concept, you can be aware of it when you're parenting the next yeah, generation. Yeah. And that's where it's got to. That's where it's got to change. Because zero to seven, I mean, kids are just being kids.
1: And yeah. that's actually really interesting that you bring
0: up parenting. Because I feel like I'm not a parent. Well, that I know of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I'm not a parent. But like I've always thought that the moment that we actually have better conversations and we actually are more aware to our own vices and our own, Mm. you know, trial, our own issues, Mm. that is when we're able to actually not fuck up our kids as much. Yeah. But I feel like because our parents are so unaware of what they're doing. Cause like not many parents, like some parents obviously, but not many parents intentionally say, I'm gonna just fuck my kid up. Like yeah. I'm just gonna it's ruin no them. Bad intent, yeah. It's just because they're so unaware and they just want the best, but they don't know how to actually give that best. Exactly. So I think yeah. it's really, really important that we're having these conversations of being like, okay, this is how I feel my parents made me feel. This is how I feel like it's impacted me. Let's be more normal with it and not do it to our kids. Otherwise, the cycle is just going to continue.
0: Or at least be like, I think awareness is the key. Because like you said, no one's intentionally going to be trying to put their kids in a position where they only conditionally love themselves. Like only if I don't talk too much, I'm worthy of love. Or only if I achieve, I'm worthy of love. Or only if I've got lots of friends, I'm worthy of love. No one wants to intentionally do that. But it's the awareness that causes the or the lack un- the of awareness, the ignorance that causes the problem. Mm, huge. Um, but yeah, I think for it, it doesn't matter what you do <clears throat> as a parent, even subtle things can influence yeah. the way your yeah. kids yeah. grow up and you can't help. <laughs> All you can do is the best that you can. Yeah. But usually what I've found, at least in my relationship, which is my, the, the main comparable thing I have for now, is the more that I'm kind of suffering internally, the worse that I treat my partner. Yeah. I've got good intent all the time. Even if I'm having the worst day ever, I've still got good intent. Like, I never want to purposely, you know, either put my partner down or like just be grumpy or whatever. But I notice the worse I'm feeling about myself, the, the worse I treat her and the better I'm feeling about myself, the better that I treat her. So I think the responsibility at the end of the day comes just for the parent. If anyone's listening to this, it means they're aware enough and open enough that they already want to improve their lives in some way, exactly. which is amazing. Um, but I think if someone, if everyone can take responsibility for their own behavior and feelings and emotional so no matter what cards they were dealt when they were younger, they, they take it as their own responsibility to just at least heal some mm-hmm. of the, the crap they've gone through growing up, then it's naturally going to see less projection of internal reality than getting forced onto other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Which is the perfect segue to our next kind of like section that we wanted to talk to you about because... Yeah, sure. So Ryan's uh, a a gentleman that's gone through a really, really... Yoshi voluntarily. (laughs) So he's a man that's gone through a really interesting transition from being a very hardcore, um, kind of quintessential business owner and businessman to being a lot more spiritual and um, a lot more about... He always talks about fulfilment. So I want to know about what your journey and your transition has been like and how you've kind of handled that or coped with that because I feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to go through transition. It might be, you know, gender transition or it might be they want to go from being academic to sporting or whatever transition they're in in life that's been quite polarizing. Mm. How did you kind of um, handle that or make that decision even?
0: Yeah, so just to be clear on the transition for those that are listening in, yeah i was essentially like driving myself to the ground so my only motivation really was what i labeled my mission which was growing my business to help more people and that's how i disguised that innate script from when i was younger the achievers script and i thought like i honestly thought the bigger i go the more courageous i'm being and the better role model i'm being hence the good intent like no yeah. one ever has bad yeah. intent yeah. But I wasn't aware of the fact that that was my script. I didn't even know what a survival script from when you're younger was. Mm. And the only reason it became a problem is because I was growing so fast that the mo I, it became apparent that the only thing that I cared about was me feeling like I was successful internally. Because for me, I had to do that to feel worthy of love. So I was like, I was conditionally doing what I had to do. Like I was choosing the actions that I had to do so that I felt good about myself. And for me to feel good about myself, I had to achieve. So that powered everything. Um, and then I got to a certain point where I started to get some feedback. Life always gives us feedback, uh, that, you know, that it was time for a change of some kind. Cause I was getting some business failures pop up, like financial hardship, like having team problems in my 25 person company. Um, and I was also from like a relationship perspective, like not really hanging out with many friends. My relationship was breaking down as well. And that ended up ending. Uh, and and that, this all happened at the exact same time that I started meditating. Yeah. And so it was like feedback, 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 something needs to change. And when there's something that's right in front of you that you've got all your self-worth tied to, and you've got all like, you're so attached to that thing, where like it could be a relationship or a job or a business or a friends group or a drug. When you're like really addicted or attached to something, it, it, it takes some serious perspective and awareness to be able to recognize that problem. And so it took a few months. It took like six months to be aware of the fact that, holy crap, like this isn't actually me coming from a place of genuinely wanting to serve. This is actually me fulfilling what I need to who I need to be to be worthy of love it's actually coming from insecurity it's not coming from empowerment and when I realized that I was like crap like everything that I've known and I'd spent eight years building what I had like not just in this business but in previous businesses and learning about business and learning about personal development so to let go of that um, and people that are listening in might realize that their whole life they're just trying to keep themselves safe and they've actually wanted to be an artist but they're in a job and it's like when you realize that you're it's all been about safety mm-hmm. and it's been it's blocking your freedom because for me I thought financially business more successful you are in business the more financially free you become mm-hmm. and therefore the more freedom you have in your life which is actually incorrect because the bigger that I got the more attached I was and the, the bigger the more that I raised the standards up for me to feel good mm-hmm. and so I actually started create the complexity expanded out and it became even more difficult for me to feel free because I actually penciled myself into this situation where I had more to manage more to deal with and more had to go right for me to feel good so when I realized that then I started consciously opening up to the idea of letting go and so I've essentially broken down to break through meaning I've almost I've almost created a clean slate for myself on purpose Mm. so that I can actually be okay without having anything and love myself without having anything so that I can build from a solid foundation. Cause it's kind of like a drug addict. It's not like a heroin addict can uh, try to get enough heroin in one day that if they hit a certain amount, then they've got enough yeah. heroin for the rest <laughs> of their life. <laughs> it's like the next day they're going to be even more driven yeah. for that heroin and addicted to that heroin. The same yeah. for me with my success. It was like, I couldn't have a certain amount of success or I hit a goal that was big enough. That it's like, now it's done. Yeah. It's an addiction. And so learning to unravel that script and be okay without it is, has been a huge thing for me. Um, And I feel like I'm at a point now where, like I said, I've gone to to neutral, but learning to love myself unconditionally. And I think there's, it's a very special thing that uh, not many people even set as an intention, but that's like feeling good. Like Mm -hmm. I think the quality of our life comes down to the quality of our emotions. And if we can, feel fulfilled and love who we are, then we feel good. And I think a lot of people normalize their life and just go, this is it. We're just going to stay here. Mm. They might do a job that they don't enjoy in a relationship that doesn't fulfill them and not giving themselves time to do what they actually creatively are inspired to do. And then it's just like life ends. Mm. So yeah, I'm really excited to be at this new kind of tipping point, turning point in my life where Joy is the the goal. Fulfillment is the goal.
1: That's huge. And I really like what you said. It's like the quality of our life is based on like our, our emotions and our ability to to be able to control that state. Because I think it's really important that that people actually understand what that means mm. and what how what what that actually <clears throat> is going to look like. Because unless we understand our emotions and are able to actually control them and and be able to be like, okay, look. I know what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it and be able to know how to make myself feel good. That's what's going to control whether you're having a good day or bad day or you're having a good life or bad life, right? So I feel like people need to not underestimate what it means to actually meditate or talk about their feelings or have those kind of conversations. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to actually Mm -hmm. regulate that. Because I guess for me, it wasn't until I put emphasis on trying to actually understand my emotions and my feelings and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm was I able to improve my life or yeah. whatever it is yeah. and understand what it looks like. And the same with you, like when you started meditating and going actively seeking mm. it, it's not going to happen unless you do so.
2: Like, I think one of my biggest struggles and even like I was saying to you the other day was that like, I'm so, I feel like for myself, I'm so emotionally unstable because I don't, sometimes I don't understand my emotions and I just feel like I don't know whether I'm actually, in a joyous state or if I'm sad or if I'm happy or just very neutral like those are one of the the biggest challenges and I was even asking famous like how do you kind of feel like if I'm actually genuinely having a good time or if I'm actually just forcing myself to have a good time and that's still a question to this day that I'm trying to figure out so I don't know if you guys got any input or have any type of struggles with that because even to this day it's still something that I still struggle with.
0: I think a really good litmus test for people to be able to vet what they're doing in their life and how it's making them feel is if they didn't have it, how would they feel? Mm -hmm. So for example, like, I think there's two types of activities that people can do. Like I call half like ego based activities Mm -hmm. and then essence based Mm -hmm. activities. And I'll give some examples of each. So people have a rough frame of reference. Um, so like an ego based act activity is like, uh, emotional eating. So like eating, mm-hmm. binge eating, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, but then there's things like comparison, gossip, dramatizing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, putting people down, porn, and there's all these like intense things that people do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you just ask yourself with any of those things, mm-hmm. do you feel in fear or do you feel, or shopping, buying, like over shopping, over buying, like looking, needing to look good. If you were to take it away, would there be any defensiveness or would there be any fear there? So for example, if you say to someone that's just like obsessed with shopping, like if we take away that or makeup, like they need to dress themselves up, if we take that away, who would you be without that? Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, I just like, I need that. There's an attachment there. That's when you know that it's actually coming from fear and not love which is ego, not essence, essence based activities, most of them, which is really cool or like really cheap or free, (laughs) like being in nature. Uh, you actually, and you gotta, you gotta test this. There's this beautiful, like uh, idea that a lady called Marie folio has, which is try it before you deny it. Who cares what I say? If it makes no impact in your life, just go and try it. Be in nature, like go into nature and, and it's free breathing, (laughs) usually <laughs> a good start <laughs> but like consciously breathing yeah, like yeah, deep yeah. breathing like pranayama breathing or just deep breathing um, exercising eating healthier you know all these things sex connection eye gazing with other people like uh, these, these act meditating these activities are cheap or free you can just go do this whenever you want and you usually feel awesome and, and you feel lighter mm. without it but then you ask yourself for the ego activities, like who are you without that? So for some people, if there's a fear of letting it go, you know, there's that attachment and then you're constantly oscillating between like, uh, getting the hit and then feeling shit without it or feeling crap without it, getting the hit, feeling crap without it, which, which is means you're always in fight or flight. There's stress in the body and that's toxic. And over time, that's what causes like depression. And that's what causes like, people to feel low in who they are and then that can go into a big become bigger problems yeah and i guess even into and even just to talk about what you said as well nick like
1: i think the best way to be able to actually understand your emotions is to actually actively try to like actually actually like when you feel something just write it down and say this is how i feel and be able to reflect on it because the only reason why you don't understand it or you don't get it or you don't feel like you it's just overwhelming because you've never really tried to like actually be like all right this is really what i feel right now what would you recommend doing to understand it i for me what i do personally is and what i recommend to everyone i talk to is to journal I really, really highly recommend journaling and self-reflecting. And trust me, I'm the least like woohoo person in the room. I I hate it. Like I hate that whole, I hate feeling like something's just up in the air. But I felt like Mm -hmm. until I was able to actually sit down and self-reflect, that was the only time that I was able to actually make tangible sense of what I, was emotion, what I was feeling emotionally because I went through, a, I've been going through a lot of like really tough times back in the day and even told Nick and had a lot of my close friends where I really felt like just distant and didn't know what to feel like and I had a lot of friends but I still felt really lonely and I didn't know why or what it was until I started to write shit down and write really like be like, okay, the reason why I'm feeling lonely is because I feel like people don't understand me. I feel like people don't get what I'm what I'm talking about and then and the reason why they don't get it is because I'm not actually communicating and it might be an issue with me or it might be an issue with what I'm doing in life and it wasn't until I started writing down and I did like a bit of a thematic analysis of like okay these are the constant themes I feel bad or I feel happy when I'm doing this or I feel pressure and I feel all those different words because words are really powerful when we journal like we, we don't make we don't say things on on accident, if you're saying, "I feel pressure, pressure, pressure," three, four, five times in a row in a day, probably feel pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it is. And once mm-hmm. you're able to write that down and comprehend it, you're able to make steps from that. Yeah, that's so what. Just it's... kind
2: of like word vomited, or is there like a series or kind of structure that you put in place for your journey? No
1: structure. Do not overthink it. No structure. Just write. Mm-hmm. Just write and just whatever. And you can even journal from just talking to your partner or talking to your best mate, or doing whatever it is. It doesn't have to be physical writing to type it down. The
0: higher level idea is expression. Exactly. Yeah, yeah just because this stuff is, is, it's normal not to express how you feel, it doesn't mean that it's not uh, important. And the way that I look at it is that we use our minds and our emotions and our thoughts all day, every day. We use our physical bodies less than we use our minds. It's like our brain's actually the most active part of our body from like a, if you measure the activity of every part of your body your brain's the most used part of your body but what do we do to train that like we are all obsessed with going to the gym and looking good and and feeling good from that standpoint but why don't we do these things that are good for our brain yeah. like if you just used a car all the time and you didn't service it or you didn't like fill it with petrol or you didn't have water to cool it down then it would it would explode and with our brain like journaling is a way that Just by expressing, it's like a detox and then just like neutralizes our brain so we can keep functioning well. Same thing with meditation, same thing with, um, there's a bunch of personal development activities, even reading or talking to someone, Mm. but it's just seen in society as being weird because it's not normal, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Just look at common sense. Yeah, exactly
1: right.
0: Try it, try it. Try, try, it. It it. Honestly,
1: yeah. try it before you deny Honestly, that's a massive one. Try before you deny Because everyone's gonna mm. listen to It's like, Oh, you're fucking joining, oh yeah, fucking mm. oh, yeah, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like honestly the yeah. truth is I had the exact I had the exact same reaction until I did it and then it made all the difference yeah, in, yeah, in a really hard sure. time in my life. I think that's been the
2: biggest issue. It's like I hear all these things, and everything you're saying is like I've heard it before. But you don't do you it. You just never tried it. You just don't do <laughs> it.
1: It's the issue, Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like what Gary V says. is like I can give you all the strategies in the world, but until you try it, like it's actually meaningless. Yeah,
0: but it's, it can be scary. Like if you're journaling and allowing things just to come out and be expressed, you don't know what's going to come up there because you're not, you, you don't control it. You surrender to what's coming out by doing it fast, so you yeah. can't think about what's coming out, mm-hmm. and you might have some scary thoughts come out. Yeah, and yeah. you got to be okay with that and give yourself grace and just be like. That's that, un- that's that building of unconditional love mm. like this. And, and it, what it looks like in the world is not being in fear. It's like yeah. not walking around like, what does that person think of me? How am I going to react in this situation? It's like, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm all G no matter what. And that's a nice feeling to have. Yeah, and it's going to get absolutely. you further in life, but it's going to feel better as well. Yeah, that's it, that's, it. that's mm. awesome. I love that.
1: All right. Well, honestly, we've just got one last segment because we've talked a lot about, you know, your journey and all that stuff. But we want to know the, a little bit of the... The little nitty-gritties of uh yeah. Ryan Major. Ryan Magic. So Magic. Maja. Major. Maja. 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 Majak. Majok. <laughs> Ryan Majok. Ryan Majokovic. So, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Ryan's actually half Sudanese. Ryan yeah. Majok. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got We've got so, a Sudanese. So what we do with every one of our guests is that we ask a series of rapid fire questions just cool. to get you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. one to two sentences only, please. And keep <laughs> it short. And let's, get uh, it. and let's get straight to it. Let's get straight to it. Let's do it. Boom. First one. Favorite movie. Uh,
0: favorite movie. Captain Fantastic. Ooh.
2: Captain Fantastic. Right.
0: It's not a superhero movie. It's amazing. Check it out. I, I thought, it thought it was, thought it
2: was a superhero movie. I thought it was like, no, it's it's like Captain Marvel kind of similar thing. No, no, no thing It's not. Um, it's a cool story. Favorite travel destination.
0: Mmm, Slovenia. What? What? Yeah, you want good answers? Yeah. You you want vanilla? (laughs) Vanilla.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we went to Slovenia. We did the caves. Remember. The caves yeah, we did Oh, we did. Yeah, we oh, did that. Yeah, that was
0: dope. is like the city there, it's so beautiful, and it's like not too touristy. Yeah, and it's beautiful. got that
1: waterfalls as well. That waterfall, remember? Yeah. the water
0: blue, 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 there, because all the rocks yeah. are like white, so all the yeah. river is like Ooh. turquoise blue. Yeah, it's remember so when Claudia world, yeah. and that
1: were saying that they wanted to go, but they were burning, that the bus didn't stop there? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, Slovenia's dope. Shout to Slovenia. Um, most important item
2: in your life?
0: i'd say my laptop if there's an item i'd say my there's things that are more important to me but they wouldn't be items yeah yeah
2: most attractive quality
0: in someone Uh, grounded confidence
1: good answers these are good answers i like this one he didn't make 10 million dollars by accident (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what he's doing I love this. <laughs> good.
2: Right, we'll and what would be your number one tip slash advice for someone in life
0: mm. i'd say take the time to learn who you are and just set your soul intention to live aligned to yourself um and, and live your life in a way like nobody else is watching mm. so if no one else was watching like what is what? How would you live your life? And the word is alignment. Like, if that's your whole mission, then you're gonna have an amazing life. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Wait, that's well, it. that's yeah. it, Ryan.
1: Where do we find you on socials? Where do people want to <laughs> find you? Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't get a clap, You man. didn't get a clap, <laughs> so That's clap, a good. So, like, where do people uh, find your socials? Just right?
0: look up Ryan Magic. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. RyanMagic.com yeah. yeah. Ryan yeah. on my web on my website, or just find, search Ryan Magic. Just ryan simple,
1: ryan no, yeah. no extra spelling, just R y-, y-, y A, n- m- a- g- well, I don't n- think n- you can c- get much more complicated than that, man. No, but I'm saying, like... <laughs> just try magic. Just easy.
0: Just just yeah. All right, yeah. oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> And, and if anyone is watching and has got any comments or feedback, just send me an email to ryan at ryanmagic.com. love to get an email with any shares or questions. It's awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. That's
1: beautiful. Thank you Fantastic. guys for checking in on the Uncovered Podcast. Yeah. I've been the host at Who's Femi on Instagram, at Femi and Nick, or Nick and Femi on Instagram. Yeah, Nick and Femi. Um, yeah. And Mine's too hard, so I'm just
2: going to... Just find that on Nick and Femi because i yeah, got to change it. Yeah, you got to change it. too
1: many E's. Too many E's. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, it's been an awesome podcast today. It's been an awesome guest and um, I'm so grateful to be in this guy's presence, 100%. man. Honestly, he's an absolute legend in what he does. So... You know, the juices. juice. Enjoy the juice. Cheers. And we'll you catch you on next week. Where do people
0: find us? the recipe?
1: Just
2: uh, email us at Nick and Femi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an online store coming yeah.
1: up soon. Nick and Femi's <laughs> juice bar. Coca-Cola needs <laughs> to pay us at least 10 mil, at least 50 mil <laughs> to get the recipe and then we'll start making some bank from this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, guys. Catch you thank next you week. So Love.